This is the Rich Eisen Show. I like that they have personality. I'm living my life, man. The grass is so freaking green here, you have no idea. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. But Freddie Freeman, he still hasn't adjusted to life here in Southern California. The Rich Eisen Show. Earlier on the show. Senior NBA writer for The Athletic, Sam Amick. ESPN college football analyst, Robert Griffin III. Coming up. From the Apple TV Plus drama Blackbird, actor Paul Walker Hauser. And now... It's Rich Eisen. Yes, indeed. Welcome to hour number three of the Rich Eisen Show on the air live on Peacock, Sirius XM 85, this terrestrial radio affiliate of the Rich Eisen Show, our Odyssey app, our podcast audience, youtube.com slash Rich Eisen Show for anything that you may have missed. Just when you think, what is there to talk about in sports right now <laughs> on the last day of June? I mean, there's nothing to talk about. Just when you think about that, this happens. The actor Paul Walter Hauser will be joining us on the program in a matter of moments. He's here, and he's going to come out and uh, chat with us about his Apple TV Plus show, Blackbird, with what a cast. Uh, Taron Edgerton, who a lot of fe- people might remember, uh, played Elton John in Rocketman. Uh-huh. Uh, also, how... How about Ray Liotta is in this, Uh, and he's got a good Ray Liotta story, and this is a man who um, has uh, played not only, uh, he plays a serial killer in this show, but he also played um, Richard Jewell in the the movie Richard Jewell about the guy who was wrongly accused of planting the bomb at the Olympics in Atlanta years ago. Uh, Also, he played Sean Eckert in in I, Tanya. And speaking of whacking something into submission. The hell of a transition. Thank you. <laughs> Let's uh, apparently hear on the Rich Eisen show, pour one out for the Pac-12 conference. Pour one out. Just moments ago, reporting from uh, The Athletic secondarily, but first... Uh, a college athletics reporter, John Wilner, reporting out that UCLA and USC are planning to leave for the Big Ten as early as 2024. This is right around the corner. They they might join the Big Ten sooner than Texas and Oklahoma join the SEC, right? <laughs> yep. Our friend Bruce Feldman and Nicole Auerbach uh, of The Athletic um, confirmed they're hearing the same thing. Bruce Feldman reporting that he hears that USC and UCLA are the ones who reached out to the Big Ten. It's not like the Big Ten saying, okay, we've got to keep up with the SEC getting Texas and Oklahoma. They're growing. It was USC and UCLA reaching out to the Big Ten. Now, when the Premier League and uh, the good folks who love their football over across the pond, not just the Premier League, but so many iconic franchises of what we call soccer in Europe. You remember the Super League when they decided to leave the construct of their Premier League or Serie A, right? Yep. Remember, they decided to just, we're we're leaving behind the construct of football 
to create our own world, okay? When that happened and it lasted just a little bit less time than Bill Belichick spent as the head coach of the New York Jets. You know, it was it was it started and then it was over. <laughs> but in that interim when it was blowing everything up figuratively, I said there's only one entity in American athletics, in American sport. You know it's serious when you say sports, same thing when you talk about film or cinema in movies. Only one where that could happen here in the United States, and I said it was college football. And it is happening. If this happens, and USC and UCLA right down the road from us, if they leave Southern California to join a conference that is mostly two time zones away, that's the ball game, folks. And you know if USC and UCLA are doing it, right now somebody in the athletic department or the president's wing of the University of Oregon and possibly Washington right now, and everyone else too, I would say in the Pac-12, but certainly Oregon, they are calling up, they're calling everybody up. They're calling up, they're calling up Phil Knight. They're saying, Phil, what can you do to help us out here? Phil might be the one making the calls to say, wait a minute, if the Pac-12 is disintegrating, we got to be on that lifeboat too. And if it's a conference mostly based on the West Coast, the Pacific time zone, taking on a conference that is based mostly in the Eastern time zone and the Midwest part of our country, a national Super League is going to be formed. And whatever this entity is going to be, and whatever entity the SEC is growing into, it's only inevitable that they join forces too. And the accelerant of all of it is the name, image, and likeness deal that has caught everybody off guard. I believe it was one year ago tomorrow. When it first, on July 1st, 2021, first came into legal existence. The name, image, and likeness deal that nobody in athletic departments were prepared for. Nobody in administration offices were prepared for. Certainly nobody in the NCAA was prepared for. Nobody. Not even the boosters were. Nobody. Everyone's like, oh, okay, see how it goes. And the idea that it could be, oh, some uh, some guys get some T-shirts. We even came up with our own glue deal. Mm -hmm. You know, Buddy Garrity Dodge in whatever. um, Happy, friend of the program. Yeah, happy, (laughs) friend of the program, program, happy. Whatever happy Kuykendall, uh, (laughs) you know, situation was being set up. And wherever those guys were, they were just learning about it, too. That's the accelerant. And everybody's going to try and figure this thing out best they can until some entity comes along and they create their own commissioner, and they tell the NCAA, pound sand, I've told you I think it's going to be done under the umbrella of the college football playoff system, which is separate from the NCAA. A totally different entity. I'm telling you that's going to be the umbrella, and we're going to figure this thing out. And maybe, is 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 Clemson on the phone to Greg Sankey in the SEC? They should be. I mean, like, is that what's happening? 
Notre Dame will, of course, be independent because they're so highfalutin. But I mean, <laughs> you know, but they'll they'll have to get on board. They're not going to be left out of this whole thing. No. Nor would this whole thing want to do without Notre Dame, for crying out loud, college football. I have no idea what it means for college basketball. I'm just talking about college football right now. Pete Thamel of uh, the Worldwide Leader in Sports can confirm they're exploring the move. The schools have been researching the move for the past few months. The financial disparity between the Big Ten revenue and projected Pac-12 revenue proved the biggest factor. The biggest obstacle had long been UCLA leaving behind Cal because it meant breaking away from the UC system, the University of California system, per sources. One Pac-12 source said they were stunned UCLA would make that move because that's the academics portion of it that we're talking about. So UCLA and USC getting together saying, we're deuces out. Going to the Big Ten. I mean, road trips. Are you kidding me? And that's the other thing, too. It's just like, well, student athletics, get out of get out of here with that now. Okay. Yeah, cross-country trips to Rutgers you, 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 and you, Maryland. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, like, oh, yeah, right in the Penn middle. State. Like, midterms around the corner, but you need to take a five-hour flight. you got to take a five-hour flight to play a football game. Right. It's professional athletics. This is professional. When a team from California is going to be in the same conference, same league, same schedule as a team in New Jersey, that's a national system. You're going coast to coast. Maryland versus UCLA. You're seeing both oceans. That's not a regional conference. That's not a bunch of schools in the same region getting together so you could take a bus or a train to the games. This thing's over. This thing is over. If this happens, this is over. Oh, yeah, you're a student athlete, so just take your, I guess what? Take your laptop and you can study on that six-hour flight. We're going to be taken back against the jet stream from Maryland all the way to Southern California. Oregon to Iowa. You better charter a flight. (laughs) I don't think there's any directs. This thing's over. And the sooner you can figure it out, get everybody in the same room together, Figure out which teams are coming, which teams are unfortunately gone. You could even figure out a relegation system. Come up with your own rules for name, image, and likeness. Tell the NCAA, get out of here. We don't need you. We're done. Set up 16 college football playoff teams. A whole hoo-ha. Conference championship things are a thing of the past. Forget it. Play your schedule. Pay the players. Unionize them. And let's go. And just forget the kimono. Drop it. Drop it. And if the kids can get an education out of it too, all the better, man. Bonus. Bonus. Cherry on top. Because as you know, in the grown-ass man's league that they're all trying to get to in the NFL, it is half of the rookie class. The average, average career. Let's not forget this. The average length of your career, average, of anybody who's drafted in the NFL, the average length of the career of everybody fortunate enough to have heard their name mentioned from a podium in Las Vegas, Nevada, or gotten a phone call from a team saying, we want you to come in as a free agent signee, half average 
Three years. Four years, maybe, if you extend it. Got to figure out what else to do in life, and I think the new entity needs to have that focus as well. Yes, these kids are compensated. They have to be. And there is a tier system. There's a name, image, and likeness. Figure it out. Good Lord, we're talking about institutions of higher learning. There should be enough economists and thinkers and philosophers to figure it out. So that's what's happening. Shout out Big 16. I guess. (laughs) Could still call it the Big 10. I don't know. I don't know. Someone had a funny tweet that Oregon's going to join the Live Tour. <laughs> that's, you know, that it's going to be. And the, all the other schools that don't make it into this world, they can have their own league. And they could be the old school folks who love their student athletes. And they do focus on the student part more than the athletes. And they can have guys who make it to the NFL. And they can have guys who succeed. And and I'm just, again, I'm talking about just college football here. I'm leaving out the rest of the athletic world because clearly that is a monumental Rubik's Cube to figure out. Again, I'm just talking about college football here because that is what drives the bus economically for every athletic program in the United States of America. And you best get on this bus, on the boat, whatever mode of transportation you want to say before it ends. And the faster you just get to the realization that the world of the galloping ghost, Newt Rockney, my Michigan era, Bo Schembechler, you know, those worlds are done, over. Again, a school that is just down the road from here. We could get to the campus at UCLA, barring the 405 Act, I mean, the 405. We could get there in 20 minutes from here. Oh yeah, less than you know, or an hour, just depending on no, traffic. No, no, that. But yeah. I'm just, I'm just saying, right here, and then, oh yeah, and then, oh, absolutely, and then a school. Like, we could take a flight from LAX across the street from here, land in Newark five and a half hours later, and the teams that are closest to those airports are UCLA and Rutgers. And they're in the same conference collegiately? (laughs) Please. And you're going to talk to me about, well, it's about the kids. It's about the students. It's about their tests. It's about their scores. Give me a break. Give me a break. And then, you know, you know what the Big Ten can be? The Big Ten can be the 10 teams that are the biggest in the Big Ten. Those are the teams that Michigan will play. Those are the teams Michigan will play. That's all right. You'll still let whatever, your whatever, whatever the best teams from the Pac-12 are going to be, that's who Michigan's going to play. And then every now and then Ohio State will get to be get, get a year off from that. Wisconsin, they don't have to play. Well, why does Wisconsin have to play USC? What, what, what do they have do history? Do you want an easier schedule? You know I'm what? Confused. No, 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 no. I want a fair schedule. I want an equitable schedule. 
I already saw Big Cat tweeting out that, you know, USC is going to go in the Big Ten East, right? Because, you know, Wisconsin's in the Big Ten West. He wants, like he's jokingly saying, take the best team from the Pac-12 and put it in the other division. But they should both be in the West, right? No, they'll be in the Big Ten East, right? Because that's where Michigan is. Michigan's got to play Ohio State every year, right? Got to play Penn State every year. Got to play Michigan State every year. Has to be. Right. Do you say that about Penn State? Penn State's got to play Michigan State every year. Yeah, okay. Maybe not. One year they can have off. But they don't have a rivalry uh, with Michigan State. It's great. It's great. I just want a fair one. That's all. That's all. That's all. But what, what does the Pac-12 do? Do they go to get Boise State and San Diego State? Like, who do they get to fill the spot? If this happens, Pac-12's over. It's over. Or the Pac-12 in its entirety joins the Big Ten in its entirety and you're already two-fifths of the way to where I'm talking about, yeah. where it's an entire Super League right. of the, the college five. football, right. the Power Five, which I know, you know, schools that are currently in the Power Five, they hate that. Well, just join one. I mean, it's, it's what everybody's this doing right now. This is it. Train is leaving the station. I mean, Oklahoma and Texas are going to be in the SEC. But at least, that's, at least that's close to the southeast. It's closer. I mean, you're in the, the Gulf South is closer to the southeast right. than the Pacific Ocean is to the Atlantic Ocean. It's been a while since you I know, geography. But, uh... This totally it doesn't lift the kimono. It just rips it off and burns it. Done. Okay. Let's take a break from this conversation for a moment, and we will talk with our friend Paul Walter Hauser here on The Rich Eisen Show, a fantastic actor who is going to be coming out to talk about his new show, Blackbird, and more. Hey, folks, it's time for the NFL Draft, which means for me, I need a good night's sleep because if I don't have one, just not myself. You know the deal. You know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So Sleep Number helps me. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. Improve your quality sleep because Sleep Number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people. Or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. 
Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Paul Walter Hauser back here on the Rich Eisen Show talking about Blackbird, Apple TV Plus. Also in this uh, show is Ray Liotta. I mean, may he rest in peace. What was that that experience like for you? You got any good stories on that, Paul? Rest in power to that dude. Um, He's attending a much much greater premiere than us last night. Mm -hmm. Um, He's at a much better party. Ray Ray Liotta, I mean, owns every scene he's in, every space he's given. He, mm-hmm. he really gives one of his greatest performances in the show, in my personal opinion. And he plays the dad of, of Taron Egerton, who, correct? He plays the father who was kind of, you know, as a cop was on the take and wasn't the most, uh, uh, well, well, wasn't the greatest cop. Mm-hmm. And, and obviously Taron's character, Jimmy Keene, wasn't the most honest person either. So there's kind of a bit of a generational sin uh, portrayal and, and the father-son relationship is, Really complicated but beautiful in the show. Mm-hmm. Taryn and Taryn and Ray are just really they they have really believable chemistry. You know? And Taryn winds up in scenes with you by In the prison. In yeah. The prison. He kinda does the undercover thing like the departed or Mississippi Burning. You're kinda infiltrating this group of people and and trying to bring them to justice in the sense that Larry Hall could have been let out. You know, he did the confessions, then he recanted his confessions. Mm-hmm. It's a very messy situation in which you need something to nail somebody down. And uh, the real Jimmy Keene did that, which is, you know, thank God. This is based on a true story. Based on a true story. Mm-hmm. Happened in the 90s in the Midwest. And, uh, and yeah, our cinematography and our locations and, and the, the design of the show, it really does feel like that place and time, even though we shot it in New Orleans. And I know your character in, in real life, again, uh, had something to do with Civil War reenactments, which is why we're seeing you in Mutton Chops. Yeah, that wasn't like chops. A, that was, that's not in your That's not in your contract rider, Paul? No. Like, I demand to be in Mutton Chops no. from playing a psychopath? Make me look like a sadistic uh, Muppet, please. That's what I said to them. No, it, the, the guy was really into this uh, reenactment stuff, so he had what what are, I guess, known as burn sides on, on his face. And you got to know, as a 246-pound man while shooting that, yes, wearing sir. a prison jumpsuit with a wig on, with those mutton chops, uh, I didn't sweat at all, Red. <laughs> <laughs> I smelled really good. So you didn't grow that? This was a plot every day? You're- yeah, yeah. These women, Catherine, Nana, and Galaxy, they're my hair and makeup team. They came in every day, 90 minutes to two hours to you're, make you're, me look like You're known for committing to a role, Paul. You didn't commit to the to the chops. You didn't go and grow those out, or you have no ability? Because I, I would have no ability. I, 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 the, the, the sides, the mustache, and the beard need to sometimes be uh, drawn in for me. I don't have that ability. You know? Rich, Rich mm-hmm. you're a beautiful man. Don't Bless do you. that. Thank you. Uh, I second, appreciate that. Second, um, <laughs> I I'll, appreciate that was your first point. Thank you. The, <laughs> listen, I, you can buy all the hormonal pills uh, possible on Amazon Prime. It doesn't mean you're going to wake up with those mutton chops, which I found out. <laughs> Paul Walter Hauser here uh, on the on the Rich Eisen Show. Cobra Kai also, man. By the way, is today the anniversary of Karate Kid 3? Karate Kid 3. Hey, yes, which is the, the last prequel to Cobra Kai. I can't believe I we're think. even working on the anniversary of Karate <laughs> Kid 3. What is wrong with us? 
<laughs> we should have observed today. It's pretty awful. We're, we are observing that. Um, yeah, no, that show came out of nowhere for me. I got a, a call where they were like, yo, the guys who did Harold and Kumar are doing Karate Kid, and they, they liked you and I, Tanya, and want you to play a role. And I'm like, this doesn't... This is a real thing? That's like a Mad Lib, by yeah, the it was, way. It was, like it's just one proper <laughs> noun after another yeah. that you wouldn't think would be in the same sentence. Yeah, it was a little they loved you. They loved you in I, Tonya. Yeah, they thought <laughs> they, they were comparing me to like John Goodman and Big Lebowski because the I, Tonya character yeah, is so right. like, you know, uh, in that lane of self-belief, which is so funny. But, um, but I, I, you know, I did it because they were so funny. Like me and the guys who created Cobra Kai, all we would do is quote like Dirty Work and Billy Madison and make each other laugh. And I was like, even if the show isn't great, I'm going to have fun making it. And then lo and behold, Boom. it goes from YouTube to Netflix and becomes this like huge show. It was really cool. I mean, I assume you, you saw Karate Kid as a, as a kid yourself. Definitely. Right? Yeah, I had seen the first one. I hadn't seen the sequels. And then I brushed up when I got the part. So then why would you observe Karate Kid 3 Day if you've never seen it? Did have you, you ever heard it? of a born-again Christian? Rick? <laughs> Some of us come to the party a little bit late. I'm so sorry. Good God, man. I'm a belated Great convert. Great answer. <laughs> so did you watch Karate Kid 3 in advance of your... Uh, yeah. It's okay it was, if you skip that. I it, think it's okay if you skip that. It's, it's funny how some of these guys yeah. that come back on the show and, and revive their characters, they kind of look back like, oh, that's so, you know, oh, it's silly looking back on the thing. But it's like, dude, you got you to own it, you know? You got to own yeah. the fact that people love this thing. It's A lot of people sometimes make fun of Creed or Nickelback. That's become a weird cultural thing. But it's like, dude, th that music makes people happy. Like, yeah. It, it, you, you should be able to not knock on it and make it a, a thing. Like, it's somebody's favorite band. You know? Paul Walter Hauser here on the Rich Eisen Show on Instagram, at Paul W. Hauser Graham right here on the program. Uh, where are you from? Where are you from originally? Originally from Saginaw, Michigan. Okay. Uh, um, a scary little town full of beautiful people near Flint, Michigan. Yes. And, and you know, my, my, my dad is, was a Lutheran pastor, mm -hmm. and we lived in kind of a rough neighborhood. So it was a really interesting upbringing where Monday through Saturday, it kind of felt like the wire. We knew gang members, and we had, you know, Damn. police in the neighborhood all the time and stuff. But then on Sunday, we'd go to this Protestant church, and I'm wearing a bow tie and eating donut holes and talking to senior citizens. So I think that <laughs> upbringing really made me the weird, dark Darkly comedic character actor that I am. It's a, so was that thirty-eight mile? Is that what that is? Thirty-eight is that, mile. Is that, is that, is that what uh, you like that one, Chris? That's well done. North Bond Street, yo. Well North Bond Street. Thirty-eight mile. I couldn't go forty-eight mile. I mean, that there'd probably been too much. Um, I got to give props to your dude for wearing this Bullet Club shirt. I'm a big wrestling fan, so this is like. Well, TJ, who's currently doing his job as the social media grandmaster, taking a photograph of us right now. He's a diehard wrestling guy. So is that your is that is that your sport wrestling? That's kind of yeah. I mean, it's a, it's obviously a quasi sport. It's it's predetermined. But I, I man, do I love? Wait a minute. What? <laughs> no, I'm what? just kidding. <laughs> Rich, <laughs> see, um, I'm late to things too. I'm a born again Jew. I'm then I guess right there, I was late to that. <laughs> I guess that's is, me. Eminem is or uh, MMA is also predetermined. I don't know if they told me. what. <laughs> yeah, blowing the lid here. off right now. Damn man. Um, no, I I love. I grew up loving WCW and the WWE, then okay. F. Mm -hmm. uh, but lately, I've only been watching uh, All Elite Wrestling. Uh, it's okay. run by Tony Khan. Yeah, sure, yeah. And, and man, they're doing some tremendous stuff. They got the, the sort of uh, emeritus status guys like Chris Jericho and Sting, but then they have these newcomers who... 
they give a spotlight to who nobody nobody even knows, and then you see them do incredible, dangerous feats of uh, athletic violence. So, do you have like a piston fandom in you? Red Wings, anything like that, or you know, Tigers, I, Michigan I, State, anything I, like that? Michigan. I'm such a fair weather piece of crap. I really like watching <laughs> great people who win. That's kind of a thing. Oh. So, I grew up wa- watching a lot of Chicago Bulls. I, I have been a Green Bay Packer fan since about ninety four, ninety five. By the oh, way, it makes you a smart man oh, yeah. uh, to hop on board. Just at the, <laughs> well, I mean, if you grew up in my life is depressing enough. I don't no, need my sports team. No, if you grew up in Michigan, okay, and yeah. uh, you hop on the Packers just as Favre is ascending and Reggie White arrives. Yeah. Mm. I mean, that's a and and then Michigan's finest Desmond Howard coming into winning an, an yeah. MVP for the Super Bowl. I smart love move. That. Love that team. Robert Brooks, Don Beebe. Um, that, that was Don Beebe is a word that you don't hear very Antonio much. Fre- I, I'm not even sure his family says it. <laughs> Antonio Freeman. No, yeah, it, it was a really fun team. And that, this guy, Dave Bergant, one of our school teachers growing up, he just like indoctrinated us and converted us from Lions to Packers. And, uh, and yeah, I got to work with Aaron Rodgers briefly at the ESPYs. We did a I, Tanya spoof with Danica Patrick. Yeah. And that was like, like working with Aaron Rodgers was a bigger deal to me than if somebody was like, you want to work with... You know, Vin Diesel or Will Smith or whoever. Like it was incredible. Aaron Rodgers is it for you then? Big fan. So, so Big you. I, I must have missed that. Well, I haven't been invited to the ESPYS in how long has it been, Chris? Now for me, twenty years. This would have been. Ooh, so uh, I think we're coming up on year twenty. So yeah, I missed that one. So you, you were, you were, you were replies. You re- reprised your role of Sean Eric Eckhart. Yeah. Uh, and and he was. He was Galuli. He was Galuli. And, I and missed that. He did a great job. It's on YouTube. Some really bad version. Somebody like recorded on their phone on television. Uh, okay. Um, but yeah, man. The, you know what's funny is I met you years ago. Me in like 2010. Okay. In Malibu, there was some celebrity football game. Oh yeah, the the uh, the Madden. The Madden. Yeah. T- you know, uh, flag football game. I was in the audience. Uh, and I was berating James Vanderbeek the entire game. <laughs> I, I remember it was him, T.O., Joe Montana. I, I was, they, get, they give you like, and it was so, you know, it's so humbling. They're like, here's a personal pan pizza and a soda, and we need you to cheer the whole time. And, you know, it's yeah. like being a background actor. But I just thought it'd be a fun thing to go watch, so I did it. Uh-huh. And the whole time I'm going, hey, Vanderbeek. I'm kind of doing like a Patrick Warburton voice. I'm like, hey, Vanderbeek. I want to see some blood out there, son. And and after like the third time I shouted at him, he turned around and he goes, I'll make you proud, dad. And, like, and it became like a back and forth bit where I was like, Vanderbeek, you're up Dawson's Creek without a paddle. And, he, you know, we just went back and forth. It was so funny. But I saw you there. You're very nice. I appreciate you. You, you said man. what up and, and we're very kind and. I think you took selfies or oh, signed cool. autographs or whatever. Hey, man, uh, my pleasure. It's amazing. It's small world. I think <laughs> that what they they had a Madden um, flag football game up there. It was beautiful right was there gorgeous. in the Malibu Park with the Pacific Ocean right yeah. there. I think they did it two years. Was this the one where uh, Jerry Rice was beaten by Marina, Maria Menounos at That's the very exactly end? That's exactly the one. Yeah. By the way, Jerry Rice, the most competitive person I've ever met in my entire <laughs> life. Shocker. This just in. Him getting beaten by Maria Menunos in that flag football game was something that I think put him in a funk perhaps for months. Still I think to this day. Like yeah, I wouldn't even bring it up to him. It. And that was also the time I think Irv blew out his Achilles in that one. Oh, that yeah. Michael Irvin blew out his Achilles in that game. 
which is not a cool thing to be <laughs> no, honest. No, it's not. But it's it, yeah. it's rough and tumble that flag football. Yeah, world, evidently, man. certainly was, uh, if you're getting your 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 uh, your tower buzzed by uh, by you and your James Vanderbeek and Paul Walter Hauser is heckling you. Went for it for the whole thing. Joe Mang- Manganiello was there. Oh. Yeah, it was like a really. There were some very athletic people that I was like, these people could play. All right, football. Very good. Yeah. And man, you played some uh, some '90s folks. I mean, from Sean Eckert and yeah. I, Tanya and Richard Jewell. Did did you meet the real Richard Jewell at all, or no, not really? No, Richard. Um, regrettably, he he passed. I, I don't think, know in that. 2007. All right, so then I'm a dumbass. So then, what did you? No, it's what okay. did you, I know you do a lot of research. There's, uh, <laughs> there's, I, I never I never oh, met man. Sean. I never met Sean Eckhart either. He okay. passed away in 07, the same year. Damn, um, bad year for guys who were famous in the 90s and involved in the Olympics. Um, right. Yeah. No. Also, there's some weird, crazy Jay Leno story where Jay Leno said about Richard Jewell on late night. He said. This uh, Richard Joel guy, he uh, he kind of looks kind of looks like the guy who helped Galuli whack uh, Nancy Kerrigan, and it's like I ended up playing these two guys. <laughs> it's so weird that that's like a thing. That's funny. Um, and one of my wow. heroes is Chris Farley, who I talk about ad nauseum. And Chris Farley played Sean Eckhart in a sketch when Nancy Kerrigan hosted Saturday Night Live, mm. and then Richard Jewell. Did Weekend Update with Norm Macdonald in like '97. Another icon so of yours, I'm sure. Oh, God, I love Norm MacDonald. I, I haven't watched his new special because I know that when I do, I need to be like my phone on airplane. I need no interruption. I, I just bet. have to have a spiritual, emotional experience watching that. Who are your other uh, icons that you... Oh, man. Yeah. Well, I, I, yeah, I showed you. I got them on my arm. I right. got a tattoo that... Um, You're wearing a very nice cardigan in the back. You decided not to rock the cardigan on the show? I, I like mean, the orange cardigan. That was, that was a $100 cardigan on sale at Macy's for 30 bucks. This dude <laughs> pulled that right off the rack. <laughs> you know, I, I, as you know, I, I, I like hey, a good cardigan. Like a good uh, every now and then, I don't... I, don't a fan of the I do not find cardigans. That. I do not I, um, I, I No, I, I have this stylist, Jack Manson, who's awesome. He works with Jamie Foxx, and he always makes me look cooler than I am, which I appreciate <laughs> very much. <laughs> oh, but I'm trying to own the whole hip-hop chic thing. I have a, I have an EP coming out July 8th. Yes. it's uh, I go under the name Signet Ringer. Um, Signet Ring, of course, like making uh, a stamp of approval. Yes. And then Ringer in sports, somebody who's good at something but doesn't look like they would be or appears not to be. And so what do you – so you are – what what style I'm, of music? Uh, I'm your, the ringer in, in hip hop. I think um, I think people wouldn't expect me to be any good at it, but I'm really proud of these six songs I'm putting out. Okay, can and we hear some the bars? The album is called Murder for Hire, but Hire is spelled H I G H E. Oh, very good. <laughs> yeah. I appreciate that. Did you uh, sample any for Taron Edgerton? I mean, he's he's, uh, his, he's, he's a hip hop fan. He and I both love Run the Jewels. We we listen to that quite a bit. What I'm just saying is that you know Taron is uh, somebody whose work is in fact associated with music so oh. that's what i'm saying like did you did you did you bust any of that out for him if i did it was when i was inebriated uh, i don't <laughs> think i would so really try to make him listen to my stuff why <laughs> i don't you know ask him for his opinion i mean if you're um, putting it out there i, I mean... should i should no i think i played him some rough cuts when okay. we first met and go. um and yeah we we had a lot of fun working together man i bet really good dude I what bet. you say you sound like paul stylistically um, I mean, the way I compare myself, I, 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 I am like a, a Jesus dude. So, like, I listen to some gospel hip-hop. Uh, 
I, I, I call it like if Lecrae said the F word a bunch. <laughs> okay. um, I don't know. I, I just, I very much, I don't like this sort of overly sterilized, uh, wannabe pure Christian uh, entertainment stuff. I think they need to keep it real. Okay. And, uh, and so I'm kind of doing the gospel meets, meets hip hop in a way. And that is called, um, what did you say? It was called Signet. You, Signet Ringer. Signet and, Ringer. And uh, the EP Murder for Hire. Murder for Hire, H-I-G-H-E-R. That drops the same day as Blackbird. It July drops 8th. the same day as Blackbird, July 8th. Wow, what a double dip for you, man. Blackbird available for streaming on Apple TV starting next week, July 8th. And then everybody check out uh, Paul Walter Hauser's new EP uh, dropping on the same day. Thanks for coming here, man. Hey, thanks for having me, dude. Anytime. I really, I really am a fan of your show. Thank and, you. I appreciate that. And you always that. do such a great job. And you always bring on people I want to watch. So. Fantastic. Thanks. Hopefully that includes you. I think. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I think I think it does as well. And Still then, a new convert to And that, the mug is yours to keep, by the way. Oh, thank you, man. Mug is yours to keep. It's a Rich Eisen show. Watch the Rich Eisen show. And also, screw ESPN. No, no, no. Did we get it? Did we get it? No. Did it make the air? No. I don't, no, come on, guys. I'm I don't approve that message. I'm, I'm, I'm just kidding. No. Take two. He doesn't take, co-sign take two. that. Take, no, take okay, two. take two. Yeah. Watch the Rich Eisen show. We keep in touch with the folks at ESPN. <laughs> I like the first one. <laughs> you like the first one because best you like, dad ever, ladies that's and gentlemen. Best dad ever. That's best me. dad ever, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you Too so sweet. much. Uh, Blackbird on Apple TV Plus again, starting on July eighth, and then the new EP from uh, uh, Paul Walter House of Signet Ringer. Signet Ringer, aka Signet Ringer, right? That's what it is. It, yeah, that's I, alias? I, I like how difficult I've made it for people to look this up. That's all good. It's all good. Yeah. Uh, thanks for coming on. Hey, thanks Appreciate for having it. me. Man. Okay, when we're Appreciate back, uh, get more from that seismic new uh, world in college football. It is just changing literally by the moment. That's what's uh, that's what's up. To wrap up our Thursday show in a moment. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices make sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase so all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for $20 off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for $20 off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Right here on a very busy Thursday. So while uh, back here on the Rich Eisen Show, while we were chopping it up with Paul Walter Hauser, a little bit more, um, it, it, this is a fluid story. And, and um, you know, the initial 
uh, report from uh, John Wilner, uh, syndicated reporter of College Athletics, said that this has not been approved by uh, at the highest command, and it made it seem like there was a, a little bit of a um, conversation still going on or a negotiation still going on. This thing's done. This thing is done. Pete Thamel saying now from ESPN that he is speaking to people saying that it's a done deal. There have they, there could be even a um, an announcement today. But, wow. Tonight. Press conference tonight. And then, uh, you know, my own particular, I guess, a little bit of reporting is I, I texted somebody who is uh, very locked in uh, locally here to the Southern California scene, um, sports scene, and is uh, closely associated with one of these two schools. And I texted, welcome to the Big Ten, and the answer, with question marks, and the answer was yes, exclamation point. This thing's done. Wow. This thing is done. USC and UCLA, part of the Big Ten, which has had, what, now 14, that's 16 teams in the Big Ten. Yeah. I'm just glad that their logo will now actually look like the word big (laughs) with the B16. Dude, I'm telling you, uh, Nicole Auerbach, who's just been on fire with this as well from The Athletic, she said what, that there was, she just got off the phone. Yeah, she said she got off the phone what with, is it? With, a, with a store who said, uh, basically, this is going to lead to two super conferences, yeah. the Big Ten and the SEC, yeah. with 20 or more members each. Right. And guess what? They're all going to play in their own conferences, and the winner of that conference is going to play the winner of the other conference in a collegiate Super Bowl. That's happening. Pretty much, yeah. This is what's going to happen. There may be like a playoff within each other's conferences. Sort of like, well, let me just pull something out of the thin air here. The American Football Conference and the National Football Conference of a professional football league called the National Football League. That same makes sense to you? One conference in the National Football League has, let me just, let me just 16 teams in it, right? The other team has 16 teams. The other conference is 16 teams. They play their own playoff version, and then the two champions play each other in the big game. <laughs> so let's just say college football has 20 teams here and 20 teams there, right? Mm-hmm. Let's just say they'll, because there'll be a bunch of schools outside of those 40 saying, wait a minute. We've got a huge fan base. We've got a loyal fan base. We've got people who want to tune in to see us too. You left us out. Okay, so let's go 24 and 24, right? Or 21 and 21. You can have three divisions of seven. Or you can have four divisions of seven if you go 28 and 28. Okay? You can have a playoff within each division. You can have then another playoff out of that. For new. So you can have, what, four playoff games maybe? in one conference and four in another and then the big super bowl so now you've got nine playoff games as opposed to just as opposed to just the four that you've got where do i sign for this it's coming just throwing things out off the top of my head i don't know if those numbers actually work 56 teams in a super league does that sound good to you how about we just go 64 and have a big bracket where have i seen that before Well, but at least that allows <laughs> schools that are very small to come in and be a, a David to somebody else's Goliath. Sure. UMBC or? Yeah. Uh, that, I don't think that works in football. 
you know, hey. that doesn't work in football. But this is happening. And, you know, first shot was when the Big Ten expanded, right? Would you say? Right? Well, Colorado and Nebraska, right? They, the uh, Pac-12 expanded. Yeah. Remember there's that, 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 that quaint era of expansion? And then all of a sudden, the expansion was coming from... Well, then ACC expanded. The expansion starts coming from other major conferences yeah. to create a much larger major conference. And it's kind of like, what's up with that? Well, now this is it. At least, again, like I said, Oklahoma is not too far from Louisiana, right? Even Nebraska wasn't too far from Iowa. When Rutgers joined, it's like, okay, Rutgers isn't too far from Penn State. And it's now it's kind of difficult to start connecting dots to make you seem like you're a regional conference. This one is a complete nationalization of college football. Complete. And I have no idea. What does this mean for... What does this mean for uh, the other sports? This one, I uh, that that one, I can't, I can't handle off the top of my head. What do you oh say now? Oh my God, Rich! Something's not breaking now. Woj bomb! A woj bomb! A woj bomb! This is great. Who says what? Nothing woj happens on bomb. June 30th. What do you got? <laughs> one minute ago, Brooklyn Nets GM Sean Marks is working with Kevin Durant and his business manager Rich Kleiman on finding a trade partner. He wants out. Durant requested a trade with the team today. Sources tell ESPN. There you go. Durant to the Sixers. Let's go. I know where he's going. Portland. No. Let's hook him up with Dave. No. You know where Rich thinks he's hook going, Hook him Chris. up with Dave. You know where I think he's going. Yeah, he thinks he's going to uh, take Miami? his talents. Come South on. Beach. No way. Miami. No way. Why wouldn't you want to hook up with Jimmy, Bu- Jimmy Buckets, Pat Riley, live in South Florida, no state tax. Let's go. Why wouldn't you want to hook up with uh, the Best big man in the NBA. What, Philadelphia? Yeah. I mean, I don't think that can happen. Uh, but, no. I just wishful thinking. Wow. About Kevin Durant has requested a trade. Well, remember, <laughs> he's done it. And again, requesting a trade doesn't mean he's going to be. Dude, he we were joking out. the other day. My we, man is we were out. just joking the yeah, other on what they get. day that what if the Nets just told him no? Well, you're already hearing that the Nets are saying, okay, no problem. That means the Lakers are probably like, okay, bring Kyrie here. And the Nets get totally broken up. And what happens now? You know the Miami Heat can roll out that heat red carpet in South Florida and say, come here, Kevin. How do you like Miami and Jimmy Buckets and the rest of this team? I'll tell you what, man. Tell you what, man. Uh, if I'm P.J. Tucker, I'm not going to Philadelphia. I'll stay put for Durant coming yeah, down there, too. Yeah, let me just wait before I sign somewhere. <laughs> oh, yeah. That would coming. change my thinking. <laughs> yeah, right. And I know Portland's kind of raising their hand. Would Kevin Durant really want to go to Oregon and, and, and use his remaining time in Portland? I mean, you can start bringing other stars there, too. Uh, I'd want to play with Dame, Dame Lillard as well. You know, it's interesting. Relative anonymity of the West Coast it's also. It's interesting, Rich. Last night, Chris Haynes reported that one of the three teams uh, talking to Jalen Brunson in New York was Miami. And then earlier this morning, Tim Reynolds, who covers the team for the AP in Miami, said that the Heat are now not talking to Brunson. So I wonder if this means Miami is in on Durant. I, I would assume it. every team I'm in the NBA tell you. would be making calls, right? Like, it's not like every team out there won't be working Guys, the phones right now. I'm yeah. just going to say this to you, 
And I know, Chris, it drives you nuts when I make things about me, but <laughs> that's too bad. I mean, it is the Rich Eisen show. Um, <laughs> just saying, if I win our fantasy league and guessed properly who's going to win the NBA title. And called Durant to Miami. And also told you for weeks. Why do I keep, for some reason, my spidey sense has been oh. saying, what is Riley up to? So why do you get mad I might when I call you a basketball guy? Oh. I might be, I might be wrong. I might be it. way off. All I'm saying is keep, Durant is now in play. Yeah. And as of one hour ago, you're like, okay, June 30th, what's going on? College football and the NBA have just been completely upended because Kevin Durant is in play. And that is beyond significant. Beyond significant. And that means Kyrie Irving will be in play as well because they're not just going to hang on to Kyrie in his one year of opting in. (laughs) So Kyrie opts in and Durant says, I'm out? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I love this. By the way, at this point, the Nets and the Knicks should just merge. But Durant is like, I'm just, not just like the Pac-12 and the Big Ten. Just merge and make one team, and then maybe something good can come of. <laughs> I know. love Durant being like, I'm not here for Kyrie's BS anymore. Or they're going to go somewhere together. Maybe they will. Oh, I don't know, because Kyrie's going to be out. Durant's in play. Package deal together. UCLA and USC are joining the Big Ten. The NBA's taking notes from the NFL, and I love it. June is suddenly the hell going on month. Rich Eisen, (laughs) basketball guy. Big basketball guy. And I'm pleased to say we are on the air tomorrow to talk about it all. Come get my check mark tomorrow. Wow. (laughs) 